1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The Scottish football mourns the sad loss of Wim Janssen. Ange Postacoglu won't put a time frame on Callum McGregor's return but confirms it is a serious injury. Yanis Hadji will miss the rest of the season after limping off on Friday and St Mirren take on Aberdeen as we get back to league business after a busy cup weekend. I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna. Yeah, sad day as you say Gordon with the passing of Vim Janssen. He was only fleetingly in Scottish football and that remarkable season in 1997-98 but he left an indelible imprint on Celtic Ange Postacoglu spoke about it earlier on He will never be forgotten for his achievements In such a short period of time at Celtic And fast forward to today Injury updates on Callum McGregor And Yanis Hadji And going forward <coughs> in the last few months of the title race Neither Celtic nor Rangers are going to be at full strength Very often it looks like Yeah sad news for Celtic And obviously bad news for Rangers today With Hadji being out to the rest of the season Gordon after excitement of the cup weekend We're back to league business Starts tonight Down Paisley St Man v Aberdeen And then we've got a terrific card tomorrow night A lot of good games to look forward to 0141 That is the number you need So let's hear from you tonight Maybe you've got some tributes to Wim Janssen Some memories of that famous season Celtic fans He was of course the man who signed Henrik Larsson As well So I'm sure lots of you would like to pay tribute If that is the case Pick up the phone And let us know Rangers fans Yanis had you out for the season Do you need to go and sign someone? Did you need to go and sign someone in that area? Anyway How do you feel about plugging his gap And that loss between now And the end of the season? Pick up your phone and give us your thoughts on that one, Celtic fans, Ange Postacoglu keeping his cards close to his chest on Callum McGregor, saying he won't put a time frame on it, but reiterating that it is a serious injury. So what do you read into that? It's a busy period coming up. Whatever you think, now is the time to share it. 01419511025. And last but by no means least, it would be nice to hear from you Aberdeen St Mirren fans uh, as we look ahead to that match tonight as well. So let's hear from the lot of you. And anything else that we've missed... There's only one way to fix that 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB I feel like what we lost Roger Hanna When we had the football Taken away from us Or, or moved At winter break If you like uh, it, It's back with a bang It's so busy It's cup It's back to league business We've got the transfer window Still going strong It's all happening Yeah I think it was always Going to be like that When the winter break Was brought forward Starting last midweek With those games Celtic against Hibs On the Monday night Then Rangers up at Aberdeen On the Tuesday We're going to have Midweek, weekend Midweek, weekend Right the way through This midweek As Dan said Big game tonight For St Mirren Against Aberdeen And then Celtic At Tynecastle tomorrow Rangers Ibrox against Levy And then suddenly You've got you know Two big games At the weekend Rangers Saturday lunchtime And Five games next Tuesday night, Dundee Derby, Edinburgh Derby, and eight days from now, the one I think everyone's really been looking forward to since it was postponed first time around, Celtic against Rangers at Celtic Park. But certainly is exciting times, Gordon. I think fans back in the grounds, they're enjoying what they're seeing. Um, just being able to go along and support our teams. I thought the, the cup action at the weekend was very exciting. Um, and, you know, some of the clubs, Motherwell, for instance, scraped through. Uh, but, 
I keep saying it Just get yourself into the next round But the game's tomorrow night Even look uh, as much as All eyes will be on Celtic Rangers Celtic going to Tynecastle We know how difficult a, a venue that is Rangers at home to Livingston But if you look right down the bottom of the league You've got a massive game for Callum Davidson and St Johnston At home yeah. to Dundee They need to find a way to start winning games again Really interesting at the start of the weekend People were talking about Callum Davis. I think at that stage they'd lost Whatever it was, eight or nine games in the spin Which for the St Johnson team that won the Cup double last season Is unthinkable And I think people expected them to go to Kelty They were starting the defence of the Scottish Cup And people thought this is the one This will kick start them And they lost the game, Daz mm. And now they've got Dundee The side they're closest to at the bottom At McDermott Park Would you put an awful lot of money and I'm suddenly emerging from this malaise tomorrow against the Dundee side who will be buoyed by the signing of Niall again. Yeah, I think it'll be a difficult game for him, Roger. I really do. I think they need to... I listened to Callum Davidson. You know, his stock was so high winning the double and, you know, clubs were looking at him to, you know, to try and take him away from St Johnston, give him another opportunity. Preston, for instance, one of his old clubs. But things have just went wrong and sometimes as a manager you're hoping players take responsibility as I say you look at the game tonight two teams are starting to find a bit of form St Man Aberdeen I think that'll be a cracker you're looking at good games tomorrow night and then looking mm. on to the weekend the next Wednesday so Exciting times ahead Yes Scottish football The place to be 01419511025 Whether it's Callum McGregor's injury Yanis Hadji's injury Tributes to Vim Janssen The game tonight Whatever you've got Pick up that phone And get in touch right now 01419511025 Let's hear a bit from uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst He says Losing Yanis Hadji for the season Will be a huge blow for the club And the Rangers boss hopes They can bring in a replacement in the coming days So Rangers fans Get your thoughts in on that Do you need to sign someone What type of player Would you like to see Did you want a new signing In that area anyway Has this changed things Let us know Here is the Manager's take on it all You know Haji uh, Needed uh, an operation yesterday So he's uh, He's been uh, He was operated in London And uh, You know We won't uh, Have Giannis for, for the season so that's a big blow for all of us. And of course, a huge disappointment, especially for, for Giannis. Spoke to him this morning. He's, um, you know, he's, he's in a good place. He's, uh, of course, not happy that he, um, that he has the injury and needs to be operated. But uh, he's quite focused now and positive for his recovery. But, um, you know, we, will, we won't have him for months. We are looking to, to add a player to the squad. But as I said before, it needs to be a player uh, we think is right. You know, you don't want to get players in just to make up the numbers. You know, you want to have the, the balance in the team uh, also good. But, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely looking into... Uh, to add a, add a player in the coming days I think before we get into what it means going forward Roger, we're, we're very fickle as football fans we, we think about who should be signed and who, but first of all thoughts with uh, Yanis Hadji who faces the, the rest of the season on the sidelines it did look like a sore one at the time Yeah it did and you always need to think of the player first and foremost because supporters will be disappointed Giovanni Van Bronckhorst disappointed but yeah, Yanis Hadji will be shattered um, trying to establish yourself at the football club under a new manager. He's only had ten games or so under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. 
He looked decent in aspects of those games And he would want to be part of the squad Going forward and having a big influence In the title chase this season And now not only is he not involved But he'll probably not be involved for July or August now Yeah let's bring in John and Cambus Lang then On the line John what do you make of this news today Disappointing I assume What what the Rangers need to do to to plug that gap uh, Evening Roger Gordon Hello, Hello. Gordon uh, first of all, condolences to Wim Janssen and the family and the football, uh, Celtic yeah, football family. Absolutely. Well responsible for bringing one of the best players I've seen in my lifetime to Scotland and Henry Larson. And I don't know if I'll ever get another player like Henry Larson in Scottish football, but uh, he done well with Celtic. And even though he's played, I wish, I wish all his family all the but my point is about uh, Hadji. Even before Hadji came out today, him being injured, I, I did feel what a wee bit lightweight and attacking. Also, Joe Rebo was away. He's back now, but he's going to be away in March, possibly again for a couple of games just before the whole fun game. Uh, Morales can come to team, so he could be away. And even by the time uh, Joe Rebo's away again, maybe Balogun and uh, team. I feel we could be a bit light, so I feel one, possibly two players, and even one players that we've not got a lot. I don't, as far as I can know, I don't think we've got any one players in it just now, but maybe just get one or two players in just to get the squad. Probably a, a couple of players might go in this, uh, January with Simpson and Barker might go out, so we're going to need to have a couple of players in, but we don't need squad players, we need people that are challenging for that first 11. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think. Yeah, Roger, do Rain- will Rangers go and sign someone now that Yanis Hadji's injured? And did they need to anyway? But before that, John feels that they did. I know not everyone will agree. Um, yes, they will go and sign somebody. I think we could say that. The transfer window shuts next Monday night, I would expect. Um, I'd probably a like-for-like replacement for Hadji to, to be on the premises. Whether that's a loan signing, as John says, or whether it's a permanent signing. Um, I also think there's more discussions to be had over John Souter. I think he could be on the premises. By next Monday night as well And it wouldn't even surprise me To see another player there Because I know the point John makes You're just never sure In the run in You know after next Monday There is no scope To bring extra players And I always think you're, you're better to have One or two extras Than be caught short For one or two So I think There can still be A considerable amount of business To be done at Rangers Between now and the closure Of the window Because because of the importance Of this season You can't you can't go out the transfer window and leave yourself short, Gordon. I totally agree with Roger what he was saying there. You're better be one or two extra than you know leaving yourself a bit short because there's a lot of games we've seen that it it changes quickly. Injuries, for instance, call ups, suspensions. So you need as much cover as you possibly can. I think Hadji will be a big loss. I I I really like Hadji. I think he brings so much to Rangers. So it's going to be hard to replace him. But I'm sure that Rangers will be looking just now to get one or two bodies in the building before next Monday. You remember as well, as last season when Rangers won the league, there were a couple of games, a couple of 1-0 wins when Hadji scored the goal. A game against Hibs maybe and a game against St. Johnson. He does have a knack, even if it's off the bench. He's shown he's got a knack that he can go and win a game. And and when you're involved, there, there will be plenty of occasions down the run-in from now to the end of the season but both Rangers and Celtic are sitting at 0-0 or are sitting at 1-1 or maybe even sitting at 2-2 and they need something they need a, a game winner a game changer in the last 15 or 20 minutes of a game and, and Hadji was a game changer So John you don't even think one 
player in that attacking sense to replace Yanis Hadji? You think one and, and then another one? You think you know two two players at least overall in that area? Yeah, well, I feel that Itton's come back, but he's still unproven. He's, he's scored a couple of goals. Uh, Ruth has had a lot of injuries since he came to Rangers. When he plays, he scores. But since he's came to Rangers, it's like he plays two or three games and he's injured two or three games. So we're going to need cover for that because if we don't, we're left with Sakala up front with Morelis being away. So I think maybe maybe not as much a striker, but we need another attacking player because we could be left short. As you say, we don't want We've got um, up until next Monday to sign people. Maybe get two in. Uh, maybe Van Bronckers, he's got connections in Holland. Or I know he's quite close with like Pet and all that. He might just get a couple of players like we don't unknowns. Just get them in, and because uh, we don't want to leave ourselves short. It's better to have a couple of more players and a couple of players less. And if, I'd be happy with that. And if we get John Suter in, I'd be happy with that. But. It, I mean, we're probably going to come to the mid, into the middle where what Hearts want. They want 600000 we want to pay 300000 In my experience, I'll be somewhere in the middle, or we might even offer them one of our players that's going to loan or something. So we'll come to some agreement. I do, I do think he'll be there by next week. He's probably keeping them there to play tomorrow night. It's a big game for Hearts tomorrow night. They want to go in there. They probably think they've got a chance. So they want to keep their best players playing, and maybe we'll get them next week. That's what I think. You just wonder... Roger, if the transfer business, what it looks like, you said like for like for Yanis Hadji. I wonder though if it maybe is scope to bring in a more out and out winger, so to speak. You know, someone that that really does 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 the a Ryan Kent job on on that side because that probably doesn't quite exist. I mean, I know Scott Wright is sort of in and out the team, well, trying to make that yeah, place his own. Listen, you could look to Scott Wright. You could look to Brandon Barker, who who made a surprise appearance last Friday night against Sterling in the cup. Rangers are a wee bit light in the right hand side anyway, just with Nathan Patterson's departure. Mm-hmm. So yes, perhaps an out and out. Right winger As opposed to The sort of number 10 That Hadji is um, I still think Business can be done With Suter And it'll be interesting To see where the other player Comes in Whether it is Another Offensive minded player Whether it's a second winger Whether it's You know An attacking midfield player But I think Rangers will want to do the business I think the manager Will want to do business And they've got the scope There with the Patterson money Having come in this month What do you think Gordon Stylistically <laughs> what, what will that That signing look like Every manager always says that, don't they? What the what the Rangers manager said there: you don't want people in for the sake of it. You want them to improve you and so on. Yeah, of course, of course. You just don't want um, numbers, Gordon. You need um, sort of a quality. And Rogers, right? You're needing guys that maybe you go to Tynecastle, maybe you go to um, Pataudry, Celtic Park, wherever, and you need someone to go on and, and get you something. So you need a bit of quality on the bench. I'm with Roger down the right hand side. I would be looking at that. You're looking at the number ten. I think Arfield can play that. That role from uh, middle to front I think he's brilliant at it Scored a great goal against Livingston With time and he's run uh, fantastically well Gordon Brandon Barker I know that it's very hard on the boy It was against Sterling Albion He's not for me just now I don't see him playing a, a major part uh, Eton, uh, jury's still out in him for me So I totally agree with John I'd be looking at you know forward line as well because uh, Ruth has got a little bit of history of injuries But Ruth's a quality striker And you've left with Sakala So um, I think there'll be a bit of business And I, I, I agree I think that John Suter will probably play Obviously tomorrow night against Celtic And I think there's a deal to be done there And I'd like to see the boy now gone 
Go to Rangers And start his career Because I think he'd be a good shine for him uh, Thank you to John 01419511025 Let's get your Vim Janssen tributes in as well Keen to get a few calls lined up So we can discuss that uh, And look back Trip down memory lane I'm sure lots of you Will have fond memories um, And tributes amongst the Celtic fans 01419511025 Get the calls in Whilst we do that Let's speak to David uh, In Barhead What do you make of that news today David Yanis Hadji out for the season I think yeah, I think it's a big loss. He is a, a great player, but as I think the earlier caller said, he has been a bit injury prone. But is this not the perfect chance for the fringe players have been brought in? The guys like Bakuna, who seems to have played well whenever a game uh, scored right. This is a chance for these guys to to stay playing, creative attack midfield. David, the, the line's a bit ropey, so get. Producer Chris to have a look and, and see if we can uh, clear that up. It's an f- interesting enough point, Roger, because what we, you know is is this not what Janino Bakuna was was brought for? Does this mean that he's he's not up to to filling that role? Yeah, it's interesting. Now. You have to remember Janino Bakuna was brought in under a different regime. Sure. Um, Stephen Gerrard, I think, it was his last signing. There are players there, Bakuna. Scott Wright was mentioned We've talked about Brandon Barker Cedric Eaton Even down to Young Alec Lowry I was, was and, about to say and, and, Too, too and early so well. to assume yeah, That he can then is, At least take a bit of a chance I think Rangers supporters Would want more of a, a Tried and trusted mm. I think they would look If they're going to Defend this title successfully They would look for a front three of Kent, Morelos And Roof perhaps A midfield three of Kamara, Aribo and Arfield perhaps But they'll want to build they want more. They want more backup players because mm. if they stick with the backups of of Bakuna, Wright, Barker, Eten, and some of the youngsters, it's a, it's unproven. Uh, I think we've got you back, David. You were talking about fringe players. Is this not a chance for them uh, to step up? So you, you wouldn't want Rangers to go and buy someone, sign someone to to fix this injury problem. I would like to see them bring somebody in, but I think if they don't get somebody, then we've got. Possible players who could step up if they show their worth. Show their worth to be. I mean, a couple of the games where Bakuna's played, he showed a bit of skill. Um, I think it's also imperative that we don't let players like Aribo in that go. I think if we can't let any of these English teams come in at the last minute and go, here's money for Aribo, here's money for whoever. I think that's absolutely imperative now that Hadji's injured that we don't let anyone else go. Yeah, I mean, tomorrow we're talking. Long term here I As in rest of the season For Yanis Hadji But straight away for tomorrow No Ryan Kent Because he's suspended yeah. Presumably no Joe Aribo Maybe a bit early I don't, yeah, Might I, suddenly I, surprise I, you No I can't, I can't see Aribo um, I don't, I, As we sit here at 20 past 6 I'm not yeah. sure he's banked the country yet Gordon And, and no Yanis Hadji So just imme- and, and Alfredo Morelos So yeah. just immediately for tomorrow Is there a slight lack of Sort of creativity Attacking flair Available tomorrow Well I, th- I think the manager said Arfield's back in the squad tomorrow So you would immediately look at You know the likes of Kamara Arfield And there Further on You would think Scott Wright would play You would think Sakala would play Potentially Ruth Potentially Aiton again So It's not as strong As Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Would like it Because of Various circumstances But You have to believe That it's enough To get them Over the line At home to Livingston Thanks David Nice to hear from you 01419511025 I can see some calls Now coming in On Vim Janssen We'll get your tributes And look at his Short But significant time In Glasgow next 
You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141951025 to get your calls in. Sad day uh, for Celtic specifically, but for Scottish football. Uh, as a whole Former Celtic manager Vim Janssen Has died at age 75 Following a battle With dementia He was the Celtic boss of course When they won the league And stopped Rangers Winning 10 in a row 97-98 I'm sure he'll also Forever be remembered As the man who signed Henrik Larsson Who in case you hadn't noticed Went on to be Rather good for Celtic uh, He was a former Dutch international Played against Celtic In the European Cup final In 1970 For Feyenoord And uh, Roger for someone who spent one season here The depth of the tributes and memories That you're already seeing today Tells you exactly how significant And how yeah. much of an impact was made During that one season Yeah, it was a unique season Because you, you've touched upon the highlights there And of course, you, you know, even more so than signing Henrik Larsson um, He stopped Rangers winning 10 in a row Now think, if you can bring it forward to the modern day Think of the impact Steven Gerrard made last season By stopping Celtic win, winning 10 in a row And then take that back You know, Celtic were in a, a very difficult place When Vim Janssen came um, There was a lot of behind the scenes upheaval If you remember Paolo Di Canio He wasn't sold, he was traded back in the day Much to the annoyance of Celtic supporters They were taking on a very strong, very experienced Rangers side at the time. It didn't start particularly well. If you remember Henry Larson giving the ball away to Chick Charlie on his debut, and Chick Charlie smacked one in, um, you know, for the Hibs in the Mr. first Rook. day of the season. They then drew with Dunfermline, I think, in the second game, and there were grave reservations as to whether or not this was a great appointment. But he got his players in. The players he inherited, including our own Simon Donnelly, made, made huge impacts. They won the League Cup. And then the, the final day of that season at home to St Johnston, uh, I was actually covering a beam back. I think the Rangers game at Tannadice was being beamed back to Ibrox. And there was a slight <coughs> momentary delay with the kickoff. And before Rangers had kicked off, Celtic were ahead. I think Henry Larson had scored at Celtic Park. And that just set the tone for the day. Harold Brantbag got second. Celtic won the title. And although it very quickly. All went awry and, and, and Vim and his, you know, his team left the football club It'll never be forgotten by Celtic fans Yeah, give us your thoughts, your memories 01419511025 um, Let's hear from In fact, let's go straight and bring in Thomas Who's a Celtic fan in East Kilbride For a man who spent just one season here, Thomas He sure made his mark, didn't he? Uh, one uh, uh, hi, hi, one um, uh, Just um, a really sad about uh, but Losing Ben uh, Janssen uh, So was a lot of Celtic supporters But uh, what, what, it, what it was panel is How do you sum up Thomas The importance of Two things Stopping Rangers winning 10 in a row And signing Henrik Larson. Not, not not bad to have on the CV is it? Well that's my, my point I'm just going to take so, I know Celtic's got a lot of uh, Players away at international duty It's with Celt- uh, Rangers uh, if Celtic loses us I think it's all over Celtic we're, we're up to the modern day Yeah, I, I guess so uh, Roger I was going to Well t- Take away Thomas's point At the moment um, Well There's an awful lot of football Still to be played I think we're sitting here At is it 17 games In the Premiership season To go um, Rangers At the minute Four points clear And things can change Things can change Even by next Wednesday night When they go head to head At Celtic Park um, There's been A bizarre 
number of absentees. You look at the Celtic side that's going to Tyne Castle tomorrow, and you could have had a midfield of McGregor, Rogic, and Turnbull. None of them available for various reasons. Idaguchi, one of the players who would have stepped in, not available either. Um, you look at Rangers, Morelos away. Uh, Aribo's only just back. Kent's suspended, albeit he'll be, he'll be free by the weekend. Hadji's now out for a period of time. Ryan Jack's been out for a long time. Stephen Davis is out just now. So there are going to be innumerable twists and turns between now and the end of this Premiership season. And in, until it's arithmetically finished, I would be reluctant to write off any team. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of football to be played before the the game next week, Gordon. But I certainly think <clears throat> Celtic and Rangers will get capabilities of winning their next two games. I think if you look at the fixtures, Rangers, Livingston, the difficult one will be Tynecastle. We know Hearts is always going to be difficult, but I still think Celtic will have enough there to win that. Um, I don't think it will decide the title, um, but I think it will go a long way um, because you don't want that gap. If you go in and it's still four next week and Rangers go and win it, it's a seven-point gap. I know it's still a lot of football, as Roger said, but that is a big gap to try and pull back. If Celtic win it, then they put their pressure right onto Rangers. And I just think the way the season's going, with the excitement, everything about it, I think this season, this season and this title will go right to the wire. I'm quite keen Roger to make sure we give Vim Janssen an appropriate tribute before we, we change subject and, and move on too quickly what are your memories of of that impact that sort of, you know because we, we get so caught up in the, the 10 yeah. in a row thing this time that's the one that's sort of fresh in the memory the Steven Gerrard uh, impact as you mentioned what, what was it like then pre-social media was everyone still as as passionate and as as, a, as wrapped up in it all Oh, I'm sure listen, they were. Listen, you better believe it. Were these phone lines saying Vim Janssen out on the Monday well, night after the listen after, the the two, after game? about two games they were actually after the Infirmary game because you, you have to remember think how think how Rangers support I'll bring it up to the modern day. Think how Rangers supporters were after Celtic had won nine in a row in the desperation to stop ten and Stephen Gerrard ultimately stopped it. We'll just take that back to the late nineties. That was how Celtic supporters felt. Um Celtic Prior to the Walter Smith era Celtic had been the only team Ever to have done <coughs> Nine in a row Rangers matched that achievement And when Vim Janssen was brought in Bit like Ange Postecoglou From Japan Unheralded if you like In Scottish football as a coach When he was brought in It was a big gamble by Celtic And the stakes were Sky high The Celtic support Demanded That the ten in a row Could not happen Jogstein's team Could not be eclipsed By a Rangers team And at the start it looked unlikely. After two games, it looked highly unlikely. But Celtic started to roll. The fans started to get behind it. The football was appealing. They fell in love with Henrik Larsson. And, and they fell in love, if truth be told, with Vim Janssen as well. The League Cup helped. It's funny. Ange Postecoglou's come and win a League Cup very early in his reign as well. But the League Cup, when they beat the United 3-0... That really helped as well because you know what a trophy does for confidence in a dressing room? Taz will tell you that himself. And it, it just sort of rolled on from there. And the finale was that St. Johnson game. And listen, there'll be Celtic fans who still are appalled at the speed with which it all unravelled within days of winning that league and Vim left the club. But they'll remember him fondly. And I, I, I think, you know, there'll be a lot of tributes paid to him 
because of the achievement I thought, of that I, season. I thought the Celtic manager summed it up brilliantly today. He says, when you're passing through, you always try and leave your mark. And he certainly left his mark at Celtic Park because he'll never be forgotten. You know, for that achievement alone, Roger. And also, I think the Celtic fans love him for the fact that they gave him Larson. Well, I was, was going to say because often we we maybe maybe at times put too much emphasis on judging a manager by their recruitment. It becomes like a you know a real stick to beat managers with. If you can say you were the guy that brought the greatest modern day. Player to Celtic We just had a Rangers fan on Saying he openly admits You know We'll probably never see a player Of, of that level uh, Here in Scotland again So Certainly not for £650,000 I mean like I think stopping 10 in a row Stands On its own But That would that would be That would be close In terms of achievement Would it not Bringing someone yeah. like that An impact that, that he left then for, for years afterwards Oh listen absolutely And he went on What was it 242 goals I think for Celtic He's up there In the top 3 or 4 All time goal scorers At the club It was a A marvellous piece of recruitment By Vim Janssen And I, I think it was Vim Janssen I'm not sure Henrik Larson Would have left Feyenoord To come to the Scottish League Had he not known the manager yeah. um, I think Vim Janssen Sold him the dream and not only did Henrik buy into the dream He then created dreams for Celtic supporters For I think another seven years uh, Thank you Thomas Let's speak to Brian Have you got any particular memories That you'd like to share Brian? Yes um, First of all You're, you're absolutely spot on Vim Janssen's uh, legacy Is twofold He stopped in a row Which was imperative for As, as a Celtic fan that is you know, it's unthinkable that the nine in a row, and I never imagined we would do nine in a row twice, but that is a later history. And then the fact that he signed Henrik Larson, now he came, it's maybe a wee bit sneaky, he came to Celtic Park under the, under the wing, nobody knew, Vim who was getting the same again, and as you said earlier on, Gordon. So he came in, but he had a couple of aces up his sleeve. He knew that Feenord were willing to have uh, Henrik Larson run down his contract. Henrik Larson, in his book, actually said that he was ready to leave football to go back and play handball in Sweden. So, Vim Janssen knew for £650,000 he could get a gift, and he gave us that gift. So, I was very, very fortunate. When I was at the Celtic game when Paul Lambert scored an absolute screamer top corner postage stamp against Rangers and then uh, Burley then goes in and uh, a stomach and took a, a nice touch in the, 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 the 18 yard box and scored the second goal. I was very, very, very happy that day. And I was very happy because I was actually going on holiday two days later in, uh, in Glasgow Airport and we goes into McDonald's after a boy had a couple of beers. As you do. Who's, as you do. And we're sitting there, and my, my mates, there was about six of, six of us all going away out to Lanzarote really to meet up another big group. And uh, who's sitting at the, at the table but with his family was Vim Janssen, his big lad. His lad is six foot something, and his wife's tall. But, so anyway, I, I went, you know. I just need to go over and say thank you. I just wanted to say thank you for two days before when it was uh, that 2 nothing victory. It just meant so much to me. So I went over and I just said, excuse me, I know you're with your family. Please excuse me. Is it okay if I say thank you? He said, more than that. He said, come on over. So I had five minutes left. I mean, a good three or four. I was a bit starstruck. 
it was just so kind of him to leave his meal, leave his family. But then all the boys were like, oh, this is brilliant. We've got a great photograph to which I've still got in my mum's house to this day. And I, I know he was, he's not going to be a Tommy Burns, a Paul McStay, a, a, a Billy McNeil, but he will be remembered for these things that he's done that I mentioned at the very beginning. He'll remember because he, he knew football. We've seen that for the kind of football we got when we stopped the 10 in a row. But he knew a player, he knew the, the boardroom. Now, this is probably what caused him to leave. He wanted to do at all. He wanted to be involved at all and he was really getting interference. He knew things that board members didn't know, i.e. that £650,000 clause in Henry Larson's contract. Right, okay, bang, in. But we had a, a great chairman, maybe just they didn't see ITI. Why did he leave? I don't know. I'm just glad that he was there for the year he was there. And I like I'm, the story, Brian. I love the story because it's just. Shattered all the glamorous illusions, Roger. I didn't know that old firm managers celebrated big derby wins by eating a Big Mac. There you go. There we go. Well, you well, learn something, something new every day. And, and it's funny. We we tend to look at it, you know, through through old firm eyes, through Scottish football eyes. If you if you actually take a step back, long before Vim Jansen was ever in Scotland, he, he played in two World Cup finals. He played in the final team that beat Celtic in a European Cup final. He played regularly with Johan Cruyff and Neskins and Kroll and all these Superb Dutch players in what was the golden era for Dutch football. He has been around the world, the United States, Japan, all over Europe. And I think there's probably conversations like this, phone ins like this, paying tribute to Vim in every corner of the football globe tonight. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. A massive name in Dutch football and uh, both as a player and as a manager. But, uh, you know, I've often said that for all of us, we, you know, we, we get to the privilege of, of, coming through these clubs and you know I guess our ultimate ambition is to leave some sort of mark or some sort of legacy and uh, he did that in 12 months you know he's he, he, the impact he had in just one year at this football club uh, is fantastic obviously um, you know similar journey to mine from from Japan to, to here um, way back then and as I said he's left a, an indelible mark and and again for all of us it's it's kind of what you what you hope for is that at the end of it, when you when you stop doing what you love, is that uh, along the way you've belonged somewhere and 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 you've made a mark somewhere, and because that keeps everything you've done alive. And and with Vim, uh, that's definitely the case. Um, as I said, both in Dutch football, but particularly here at our club, um, you know he he'll he'll be forever remembered and remembered as well by the Rangers manager, of course, who. Worked closely with the former Celtic boss. You know, I'm very uh, sad to hear it. You know, very sad to uh, that that Bim Janssen has uh, has gone. You know, you know, I've been I known the family for for many years. You know, I had I had him uh, as a as an assistant when I was a player, as a coach. He was the first coach when I was a youth player to uh, let me train with a. Uh, with uh, with players who were two three years older than I was, so um, he saw my potential uh, when I was young and uh, really helped me in my development as a as a player. So I have um, you know really good memories of uh, of Wim Janssen. He's been an important player for uh, the Dutch team for for Feyenoord, of course, winning the the um, the European European Cup in uh, 1970 was you know one of the biggest uh, achievements of uh, of Feyenoord, so um, yeah really sad to uh, to hear the news today. 
Sad news indeed Nice tributes being paid uh, By both Glasgow clubs 01419511025 Thank you to Brian It's a good time to call You could be up next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna Gordon DL 01419511025 Lots of tributes coming in on Twitter To Vim Yanton as well Brian says he Ended single team dominance In Scottish football It was a huge piece Of Scottish history Let's speak to you on the phones Whether it's about Those tributes and memories Whether it's about Yanis Hadji's injury And what Rangers should Or should not do In the transfer market To get over that Or it's about games tomorrow We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu Whatever you fancy Pick up the phone And let us know The Celtic manager Has given an update On Callum McGregor He says it is a significant one Wouldn't put a time frame on it He also says Iriguchi's injury Is worse than first feared as well No I don't put time frames Because I'm not Again I'm not in the medical profession And you know It kind of confuses me sometimes When people You know Start talking about You know Games and who's going to be available For certain games So Like I said at the moment All we're concerned about is You know Callum McGregor the person He had a You know this is not just about football. He's had a significant injury. So we just want to make sure he recovers and, you know, he feels good. As you said, Callum's a, the type of character who, you know, will be itching to get back out there. Um, but first of all, we, we look after the person's health and, and make sure they recover well. And then in terms of when he gets back to training and when he gets back to playing, we'll be guided by, uh, you know, the medical professionals. You know, I was, I was asked after the game, and to be honest, I hadn't even seen him uh, when I got asked. And um, but you know, when I went back into the rooms, it was quite obvious that it was a significant injury. And you know, when you look at the vision of it, it's uh, yeah. To be fair, it could even been a hell of a lot worse. And uh, yeah, again, disappointing that uh, you know he's had to deal with that. What do you read into that, Roger Hanna? He kept. Reiterating that it was a serious injury A significant injury But he wouldn't put a time frame on it I've seen all sorts on Twitter I've seen people interpreting that That he that means Because he's not Mentioning a time That Callum McGregor Might suddenly reappear soon uh, yeah. You've then got words like Serious and significant Which would suggest not yeah. You know you know something Ange Bosikoglu is right I think we get ourselves into A situation of Measuring footballers' injuries By how long they're going to be absent From the first team mm. When Really we should be measuring footballers' injuries on how the player is, how he's affected by it, how he's feeling, etc, etc We've really sort of got all the wrong way around um, oh, I get that, but surely fo- it's just football fans yeah, like yeah, to know yeah, when uh, their players listen, are available listen, That's, of, of, There's of, nothing of, sinister my there, understand, there My understanding is Callum's still waiting on a full bulletin from the specialist to find out the extent of the injury Only when you find out the extent of the injury will be a course of treatment um, advised to Callum uh, whether that means surgery, whether it doesn't require surgery, etc., etc. So, um, I don't think he's going to be back in the Celtic team anytime soon. Uh, I don't think he'll be back in the Celtic team prior to the Old Firm game a week tomorrow, certainly. But it's to be hoped from Celtic's point of view and Whisper It Gordon from Scotland's point of view yeah. that he's back sooner rather than later. Uh, I don't think we can put any blame or responsibility for this onto Adam King of Alloa. I've, I've seen the incident at all, you know, and it was just one of these things that happens in a contact sport. Um, I do think Ange Bosikoglu's got more of a case when he talks about the, the Eddie Gucci injury. I thought, and this is, a, this is a phrase from the rule book you're very fond of, excessive force and brutality. I think 
when you look at the Mohammed Niang challenge on Yusuke Iriguchi, um, I see he's received a notice of complaint today to have the yellow card potentially upgraded to a red card. It's one of those, Gordon, you've seen them in the English Premier League over the last couple of seasons. The player comes in, does touch the ball first, but for me there's excessive force and brutality in it. He goes right through onto the player. I think it'll be getting a, a retrospective red card. Lee is a Celtic fan from Kirk and Tillock. What are you making of it at the moment, Lee? Are you bracing yourself for a long time without Callum McGregor? Oh, um, well, hopefully not. But um, oh, I just want to come on and say that um, the referees need to protect the players a bit better. Um, obviously, the challenges at the weekend were reckless. Um, I also think Barry Ferguson set his team up to put go out there and assault the Celtic players, knowing that the old firm's coming up. See, the um, thing about that, Lee, right, that... Do you hear how serious an accusation that is? This is what I, I know that football fans get very heated up, but how could you possibly know that or make any sort of calculated assessment on that? You think Barry Ferguson set his team out to assault Celtic players? Yes, well, I was actually at the game myself on Saturday, and uh, it was a terrible game to watch, obviously. There was tackles flying all over the shop. Um, and just we walked away with three injuries. Mm-hmm. Calvin McGregor's obviously got a fractured eye socket. Gucci's um, out as well. It's, uh, it's just it's, uh, there's something needs to be done about it because it's just can't, players can't go any tackles like that. Well, I mean, something is being done about it, Gordon. That, that's the point. We just said that Mohamed Niang's got notes of complaint from the Scottish FA. He may well get a retrospective ban. I feel like some of the language being used is. Well, it is, it is too far. I, I read today, Gordon Barry Ferguson defending himself and defending his players, and he's quite right to do that. Uh, yes, there was one or two naughty tackles, you've got to say. And that happens in football. About Barry Ferguson, look, it's Alawa against Celtic. So, as a manager, you know that Celtic have got the far better players and ability, as they're, they're two, three, four steps ahead. So Barry, like any other manager playing at home in a cup tie, will be saying to his players, look, we need to make sure we're nice and tight. We need to make sure we try and stop them playing. And and sometimes, Gordon, because of the player, the quality player you're playing against, sometimes you can get caught, you know, they're just too quick for you on the day at times. And it looks a bad tackle, whatever it may be. But I don't think, there's any manager and it's back to the fact that Barry's got a, a, you know the, the 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 thing with Rangers as well he played with Rangers I don't think Barry Ferguson or any manager I've ever known has set a team out to go and injure other players I think it set them out to make it very difficult try and stop them go and try and you know don't don't let them uh, get into the flow the way Celtic can do because uh, there'll be an easy victory for them but I'm certainly siding with professional players here I don't think you go out there with intention to say I'm going to hurt that player because there's an old firm game coming up as well in a week or whatever because you will find that half of the Alaba players are probably Celtic fans and the other ones are probably Rangers supporters so I, I I don't like it I don't I, I think it's a bit unfair yes Celtic paid a little bit apparently uh, for you know uh, with injuries at the weekend and like Hadji um, we wish Callum, uh, Callum McGregor all the very best it'll be a big loss we hope everything's okay with him but it's part and parcel of mm. football but uh, I, I just wouldn't keep putting that blame at uh, um, Alawa's door and Barry Ferguson's door yeah Dawson, it, was, it was one extremely bad challenge um, Callum McGregor's injured through nobody's fault. You know, Abad is injured. 
Injuries like that happen during the course of the season You know, all teams are suffering from that at the minute And the very bad challenge or the terrible tackle As Ange Postecoglou called it Looks as if it's going to be punished with a retrospective red card It should have been punished at the time um, I'm not sure what the referee's thought process was It's one of those again that we've spoken about up here If you have VAR, it's very, very quick to have a look at it again And tell the referee Don Robertson it is a red card Well, you'd think so mm. Until you see some of the well, baffling I do agree with that Roger I, I watched it and I watched it again It definitely is a, a, a red card And it's you can't defend it Right, it's a red card At but, full speed does the referee just see the, the ball being touched first And I don't know that, that that's the point the, Full speed It was full speed and then some And full ferocity And full excessive force and brutality um, I mean Gordon I just I think is there a temptation for certain fans, likely when, when you view everything through a Celtic Rangers prism, that's that's where you come to this conclusion that oh, this was done deliberately and this was all set out and this was all premeditated. For as long as I can remember, mm. and I'm not that old, but as long as I can remember, when a lower league team meets one of the best teams, there are a few tackles that make you wince. That, that does that mean it's okay? Absolutely not. But I feel we're we're in we're in danger of making this out to be something worse or or, or different when. I'm not sure that it is. I've, I've been I've been in Alois shoes, Gordon. I've I've been a manager that come up against. You're talking about the great Henrik Larsson. I remember playing the semi final when I was a manager. And should your fullback have at least got a little bit closer to Andre Kincheskis yeah, that uh, day? Exactly. Left left one on him. No, I don't say left, I'm left one on joking, him. Joking. What, what I always says to my players was, look, we need to get as tight as we possibly can. But you would never go out there as a manager or a coach because do you know something? One. I don't think that the players would let you away with it if you're instructing them to go and try and hurt other players or other opponents. It's just because Celtic, they've got important players like their captain's missing. That's a big blow and there's a lot of mm. big games starting tomorrow night coming up that Callum McGregor is certainly one of the importance to have in the team but unfortunately he's not going to be there. When you get Barry Ferguson shot after that Hamden semi-final, did you accuse him of anything? I don't accuse MD. I think I think the I, I do agree that the referees had a bad a bad weekend, right? So I'm putting my hand up to that. But I just think that players they do go out there, they do want to win. I don't think they go out to harm other players or other opponents. What about going forward then? Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five Celtic fans, what does the midfield look like tomorrow? Idiguchi's injury is worse than first feared. Callum McGregor presumably out, Tom Rogic away. What does your midfield look like tomorrow? We've got international call ups as well. And I guess same question to you Rangers fans Aribo coming back But not yet You wouldn't have thought Hadji out uh, Ryan Kent suspended Alfredo Morelos away So give us all your thoughts On tomorrow right now Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Come on then Beat the pundit time It's your chance to get one over On Roger Hanna Or Gordon DL Andy Halliday Got the pundits up and running Last week Which is at least Six in a row now For the pundits Maybe even more I just remembered That they had a whitewash Last week We need to change that So pick up the phone right now 0141 951 1025 And your chance to beat The pundit is next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 And you can tweet us at Clyde SSB We have been hearing from Giovanni Van Bronkers Stange Postacoglu 
Both on Vim Janssen And both on injuries Yanis Hadji out for the season Callum McGregor No time frame put on him But it is a serious one Iriguchi's is worse than first feared So what do you make of that news? What about tomorrow night then? Because it's a huge night of football Hearts against Celtic Rangers Livy And three other big games as well What would your teams look like tomorrow To get around all of these injury problems? We've got St Mirren Aberdeen And we'll go there after this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, let's play tonight Roger and Gordon both standing by The pundits are on a bit of a winning streak Can that streak be ended By James and East Kilbride What do you think James? Uh, Fingers crossed Hopefully I mean the five came in it We had a winner on that And Bowie at breakfast this morning So it's been a good day For the listeners already That guy won five grand And James could win a Ball oh. signed by Gordon Diel And Roger Hanna I mean I know who's got the better end of the deal You all without mm-hmm. doubt Good oh, luck James uh, Heads it will be Roger Hanna James Tails it will be Gordon Diel I don't even ask anymore On a Tuesday Who you would rather face Alrighty And it is Tails It's Gordon Up against James From East Kilbride So you played last week Didn't you Roger? Mm-hmm. Yeah Good I don't feel so bad Because I feel like there's quite a Sometimes quite a, a Spell where you're You're not involved in the action uh, let's give Gordon something else to listen to. You got us, Gordon? Yeah, he's gone. Good, he's given me the nod. Uh, James, 30 seconds. Answer as many questions as you can. If you don't know, pass. And we'll see how you get on, okay? Okay, dope. Good man. 30 seconds on the clock, and it starts now. Who scored Celtic's goals in this season's League Cup final? Uh, pass. Who did Nathan Patterson surpass as Rangers record transfer sale? Alan Hutton Jason Cummings has left Dundee to join a club in which country? Ireland How many Scottish clubs did Willow Flood play for? Three Which Scottish top flight side have had the most red cards this season with six? Motherwell Who was the last Rangers manager to win the Scottish Cup? Oh, uh, Alex McLeish Okay, let's bring Gordon back Gordon, can you hear us? Yes, I'm 30 back 30 seconds on the clock Same questions And your time starts now Who scored Celtic's goals In this season's League Cup final? Tom uh, Who did Nathan Patterson surpass As Rangers record transfer Hutton. sale? Jason Cummings has left Dundee To play in which country? Australia How many Scottish clubs Did Willow Flood play for? Uh, three which Scottish top flight side have had the most red cards this season with six? Top flight? Uh, Livingston. Who was the last Rangers manager to win the Scottish Cup? Uh, 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 Al McLeish. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a good guess, was oh, it? Oh my goodness. Uh, James, how do you think it went? I think he's done his. Think so? I think so, right? It wasn't a classic, I must admit. I mean, I know no, James, I you're a Rangers fan. I don't know if it was just like that. Refusing to acknowledge it or whatever, I expected oh, you to know. Don't him, did you say League Cup final? I did. Ah, oh, I can only apologise for my ignorance here. Apologise to Kyogo if Kyogo. he's listening right now. I mean, against Hibs. That's, that's just not a hard one. Like, I, I know, but I, do you know it was I'm, all about him coming back and I playing know the, t- and the injury. And, oh. God, I really didn't pay much attention to that, that question, so I can only apologise to anyone out there listening. <laughs> Should be ashamed of yourself. You both mad. knew that Alan Hutton was the answer. Nathan Patterson uh, surpassing that transfer sale. Jason Cummings has left Dundee. James went Ireland. Gordon Australia. went Australia. Quite a, a difference. Uh, Gordon got it right. He's followed your path. Yeah. 
He's away to the A larger than life character in Scottish football Who went off to Australia to try and resurrect his career Career, yes and Got some, yes. some parallels we'll there all, Roger we'll been there 2-1 uh, to Gordon DL You both guessed that Willow Flood had played for three no, clubs No, 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 Aberdeen, Dundee United and Celtic Well done James got it as well though. Oh. So he signed for Dunfermline But never played Never played So there we go we Sneaky one Which Scottish top flight side Have the most red cards This season with six I beg your pardon James It is not Motherwell It's not Livingston Who either it? It's Hibs Is it Hibs? It is no. Hibs So it's still 3-2 uh, To Gordon at this point And the last Rangers manager To win the Scottish Cup Doesn't matter Because you both went Alex McLeish So Gordon oh, wins But you're that. wrong It is Walter Smith Was it? Oh, another victory for the James. I wouldn't let him brag too much. It was a, it was a three-two. That wasn't and a classic, was it? He couldn't remember that Kyogo scored in the you, League Cup. I, I tell you what, I've I've given one a start. I forgot all about that. James. I, don't, I don't watch Celtic That's my problem Yeah I think you just panic James <laughs> Look, Daz doesn't watch football Full stop James So don't put yourself <sighs> down Headlines James Didn't listen to the question Good man That was James And he's great I love that commitment To the t- I just don't, don't watch Celtic As if you can't You must have noticed That Kyogo scored <laughs> In the League Cup final <laughs> to be fair, It was five weeks ago Daz Ah right okay one four one nine five. We're not losing many <laughs> Do you know I, I, I don't know I think it was a Scottish Cup I was thinking I don't. I really don't know how I missed that question. This but it was a victory. It was a victory, and I look. It was a three-two away from home. Quite happy to accept that. Away from home, was it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was loaded in your favour. The Australia question. I knew you would get that because that's where you met Ange. That's yeah, where, where yeah. you and Ange played with that. Ange. No mate, played um, teammates. That's where that beautiful friendship was was struck up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think they were loaded in your favour. I must admit. Anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones at Clyde SSB um, on Twitter. Uh, we do have a big game tonight. Let's go and speak to Andrew McLean to preview that one. Real music. Dunbarren look as if they've turned a bit of a corner really after the winter break. No wins since mid October before that, but they've come back now with two wins on the spin. They beat Dundee United away from home and they beat Air United away as well. So Jim Goodwin will be hoping they can carry that momentum into tonight's game. They were still picking up a few draws here and there over that period despite struggling to find a win. So three points tonight would actually move them within three points of Aberdeen in the league table. As for Aberdeen, well, they've been in great form since the start of December, really. Just one loss in seven. And Stephen Glass is moved to strengthen his squad this week Vicente Vassalian looks a smart pickup from Den Haag actually in the Netherlands, six goals and five assists in the second tier over there this season, just 20 years old as well but he's not in the squad tonight I'm told all the relevant paperwork for his transfer hasn't been completed in time but there is big team news for St Mirren Jamie McGrath who's missed St Mirren's last two games, he's back in Jim Goodwin said he'd been distracted by transfer talk this month, but he's now back into the starting lineup against a team who actually attempted to sign him earlier on this window too. That's one of three changes for St Mirren tonight. Erehon McAllister and Dennis dropping out for them. Power, McGrath and Brophy coming in. So it'll be Jack Anik starting in goal for St Mirren. The back four, Marcus Fraser, Joe Shaughnessy, Charles Dunn and Scott Tanzer Alan Power and Connor Ronan the two holding midfielders with Jay Henderson Greg Kilty and Jimmy McGrath in behind Eamon Brophy the substitutes for them tonight Linus, Tate, Erehon 
Flynn, Reid, McAllister, Grieve, Erwin and Dennis. As for Aberdeen, just one change from that win over Edinburgh City at the weekend. Out goes Johnny Hayes and in comes Dean Campbell. So it'll be Joe Lewis starting in goal for them. The back four, Calvin Ramsey, Ross McCrory, David Bates and Funzo Ojo. The midfield three, Lewis Ferguson, Scott Brown and Dean Campbell. Ryan Hedges and Teddy Jenks either side of Christian Ramirez. The substitutes for Aberdeen tonight, Woods, Gallagher, McGeoch, McLennan, Milne, Kennedy and Emmanuel Thomas. A bit of news Roger Hanna and Jamie McGrath back in I feel like it's more than any other window I can remember recently there's so many of these is the player's head in the right place can John Souter play for Hearts can Tony Watt play for Motherwell can Jamie McGrath play for St Mirren and uh, he does get the nod after being out for a couple of games yeah and, and Jim Goodwin's spoken well about this um, not often you hear a manager coming out prior to a game as he did before the cup tie at the weekend saying one of his players has been badly advised um, he was disappointed I think in Jamie McGrath who had gone to him before the game at Tannadice last Tuesday night to say he, he didn't feel ready to play there had been speculation as Andrew said Aberdeen were interested Wigan, Birmingham were mentioned as well and I think the player's head was maybe already in moving away from Paisley but a week on there hasn't been a bid for the player so what do you do? Um, he's had a heart-to-heart with Jim Goodwin at the start of this week and clearly they've decided that his head now is in a position where he can go back into the team. And if you've got an asset like that, he's only an asset when he's on the pitch for you. Yeah, I wouldn't pretend to know every single detail about it, Gordon, but it does mm. seem like from the outside, how can you... Where does that advice come to, to go and, and say, oh, I'm not in the right headspace to play... That usually happens when there is a bid or a bid's imminent And it doesn't appear to be the case at the moment Yeah, it was a bit surprising for me, Gorda um, But Jim made the right decision by leaving them out And decided to put the boy, you know, go with guys that were committed to the club Obviously, And they've done alright without him as well Yeah, they're in decent form um, But I think, yeah, as a, like Roger says, he's a big player He's a, he's, he's a terrific talent Sometimes... You know, you just um, you, you get a, a a hint that there's clubs looking at you. It affects some players uh, rather than you know going out there and showing the, the the team what you're all about, and the clubs then will come and sign you. Whereas, like McGrath's obviously thought, no, I'm not in the right frame of mind to go and play. I'll be interested to see how he does tonight because he is a good player, and and if he's not leaving St Mirren just now. Go and do your talk in the park And and if you're playing as well as, as he, he's playing St Mirren aren't, aren't in a, a, a position Where they can knock back bids for him You know what I mean? Well, eventually, I think St Mirren are a very well-run club uh, They look after their players And I don't think they would want to stand in anybody's way But you've got to produce on the park He's a St Mirren player They're paying his wages And then see what happens from there Big game though, Roger Aberdeen can go fourth They can go level on 31 points with Motherwell They would have a superior Goal difference And St Mirren Who are probably In most people's minds Clear of the The, the real danger If they are going to mount A top 6 challenge Then it, it It probably needs to start Very soon Well yeah If Aberdeen are 6 St Mirren are 6 points behind them So they're going to have to Beat them tonight To try and get You know within Touching distance of them They beat them already In Paisley this season Remember that 3-2 game On a Sunday I think Mm -hmm. Terry Jenks was sent off For Aberdeen early In the second half So Merlin went on And won the game Um, They've both started well After the winter break Andrew touched on it there St Mirren I didn't fancy them To go to Tannadice And win last midweek They did They built in that With the cup win at air At the weekend So Jim Goodwin will be In a good place with them Just now but likewise, Aberdeen, you know, yes, the brush aside Edinburgh City in the Cup of the weekend, I was impressed by them against Rangers last Tuesday night. They were better than I was expecting them to be. And they did have a sluggish start 
under the new regime Stephen Glass, Alan Russell, Scott Brown involved They're off the field as well as on the field They had a sluggish start They're looking better now They're looking as if they're a team Who not only will have ambitions of the top six They'll probably feel they could get a European place this season uh, Let's hear from the managers then Starting with Jim Goodwin You know, Off the back of the United game You get a little bit of confidence And we were hoping to follow that up with a a good win at air and um, you know, gladly we've done that. So that's two wins back to back. Obviously a little bit of momentum now going into another difficult game. It's uh, a good part of the season where the games are coming thick and fast and if you do manage to put a, a good positive run of results together then it can uh, obviously have a, a huge impact on the league table. So yeah, the incentive is all there for the lads. We want to carry on the good form from the last couple of games. Um, we want to keep that good feeling of of, uh, of winning and uh, obviously you know a, a win would put us uh, three points behind Aberdeen which would be which would be fantastic at this time of the season Fantastic for Jim Goodwin not so much for Stephen Glass who's looking to get three points of his own Yeah it always is when you go there uh, we felt that earlier in the season ourselves uh, but they've they've come back after the break beat Dundee United away went to Air United and took care of their business as well so Jim will be feeling good about what he's got. He'll be feeling good about the visit and the fact that we beat them up here last time. He'll want to put that right as well, I'm sure. So always a tough ask going there. But I think, again, the group of players are, are performing pretty well at the moment. And I think if we if we tackle it properly, we've got a, a very good chance of winning the game. So big game in Paisley. Looking forward to that one. St Mirren against Aberdeen. We're going to speak to Ross, who's a Celtic fan, very soon. But let me tell you about this first. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals If you've not entered this yet I don't know why you're hanging about We've got a brand new competition On Clyde One Super Scoreboard And you could win a huge jackpot of cash At the end of the season It's Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals And every time Celtic or Rangers score We add £250 to the pot Now that includes the League, the Cup and Europe Whenever they score We up the cash amount So after the weekend We're now sitting pretty at 3,250 And both teams are going to play Three times over the next week or so So there is real scope To add even more money to that jackpot And one of you Will win the lot The entire cash amount Tax free At the end of the season But You need to do the following To enter text GOAL To 61025 That's G-O-A-L to 61025 It's £2 to text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only The terms and online entry Are at Clyde1.com And the lines close On Scottish Cup final day 6 o'clock Saturday The 21st of May Just think How many goals Rangers and Celtic Will score between now and then Times that by 250 And that is the amount That we'll get In the pot At the end of the season So for your chance To be the winner Text GOAL To 61025 Right now Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 0141 951 1025 to join in And we are seconds away from speaking uh, to Ross Who's a Celtic fan on the line Let me quickly set up your teaser for tonight Your old pal John Smith has delivered How is about this for topical? Name the 11 players Who've played in the top flight For either Rangers or Celtic since 2000 That have Rab Or Rob Anywhere in their names Douglas Bit of haggis for dinner tonight? Yes Have you got yeah, all lined yeah, up? Yeah, Who I'll, cooked it for you? My sister right, I knew it wouldn't be you So I just had what to What about Rab try. Douglas? Um, yes Well done Roger you beat, you beat me to Rab Douglas I can't believe you've done that to me Why? <laughs> <laughs> try and keep up 
11 players who've played in the top flight for Celtic or Rangers since 2000 that have Rob or Rab anywhere in their names. Rob, Rob um, the boy centre back, Warburton Oh, him. Rob Kiernan. Ron, Rob Kiernan. So you, you can't remember that Kyogo scored the goals in the cup final, but you remember Rob Kiernan. Well, okay, fair yeah, enough. But look, look I had a bad. Oh, uh, Robbie Keane. Yes, okay, we'll leave it there You can play along if you like And you can submit your own question Fulltime at Clyde1.com I had to use that one tonight That obviously wouldn't wouldn't last much longer That one. Let's bring in Ross Who's been waiting patiently How are you feeling ahead of tomorrow, Ross? Ross, can you hear us? Um, no. Hi, Roger, Gordon and Hi, Ross. Gordon, we all well Thank you very much Yeah, yeah. Yep, you yeah, got you What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow? Right, we need to get Ross cleared up I think we're in some sort of delay I can hear him He can hear me uh, We'll get back to him in just a second uh, I've just had a tweet in um, uh, From Tinky Who has sent me a fantastic goal From Malawi In the African Cup of Nations Have you seen this yet Roger? Has it appeared on your Twitter feed? Is this a goal against Morocco? Yes It's sensational you seen it no? No Oh you're going to want to Last night we were loving the fact that We had a left back in goals Five foot eight Yeah so this is a bit more uh, A bit more something to, to celebrate Look at this What is he 45 yards out maybe Lashes at top corner You're happy with that If yeah. Andrew McLean gets one of them in Paisley tonight You'll be oh, delighted Oh absolutely Right we've got Ross back Can you hear us Ross? Hi guys can you hear me okay? Got you loud and clear What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow? Um, well first of all It's quite a bit of a hard game Hearts is always a hard game But I think Celtic um, Are up against it tomorrow With the fact that McGregor's out um, and then obviously the situation with Rodic away and Kyogo injured. Um, I, I think tomorrow could be one of those games where it might slip up tomorrow. I, I don't want to think that, but I just think tomorrow is going to be really, really tough. And the, the, the three points are massive, but I, I can't see anything tomorrow but a draw. I'd take a draw right now. Is that based on the absentees? Yeah, I think with the way Hearts are playing, um, I'll do respect to play Doc and Lick Talbot at the weekend, but they are firing goals. Um, so it, it is a hard place to go on a normal night, but I think with the fact that we're missing players makes it even harder. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, what will that Celtic midfield look like at, at full strength? It, I don't know, it probably looks like Callum McGregor, yeah. Tom Rogic, Hattati maybe Hattati, David yeah. Turnbull before he's injured. Uh, I mean, there are new signings, so what's the. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I don't think he'll, he'll change his shape. I, th- I still think he'll have enough firepower. Jackie Marcus got his goal at the weekend, Gordon. That was probably done him the world of good, but of confidence. I still think there's a lot to come from him. Jota back in there, James Forrest. They've still got a strong side. Look, outside Celtic Park and Ibrox, probably you look at Tyne Castle right now and think, yeah, that's the hardest fixture. There's no doubt. Um, it's, it's always been like that Hearts are playing particularly well They're nine points behind Celtic And third They'll be looking to try and You know the home advantage Try and get that But I just still As much as McGregor and people like that Will be big misses Of course Kyogo Big miss I'm, I'm not denying that for a second But I just think There'll be a terrific atmosphere there And I think Celtic will get the pace uh, especially in the front areas To go and win the game Gordon It will be difficult But I still fancy Celtic To you, get that result You would get Ross's reservations though Roger Full strength Celtic Going to Tynecastle Is never easy And Celtic Don't have Kyogo Don't have Maeda Don't have Rogic Don't have McGregor Don't have Iriguchi Don't have David Turnbull yeah, So you can, you can get with that 
And logic it, comes from and lost there in the first night of the league season back in uh, you know the, the, was it the first of August Gordon I can't quite remember but it, it is take out Rangers this is as tough a game as Celtic will get Hearts are clear in third place in the league they've done really well since they came back off Robbie Nielsen has transformed the squad they are doing well Andy Halliday was among the goals at the weekend and I know that was just Auckland Lake Talbot in the cup but they're starting to get players back. They had Liam Boyce back and back in scoring form at the weekend. I noticed Eliza Beningame was back in the bench at the weekend. Yep. And Robbie Wilson says John Suter will be back tomorrow night as well. We scored the goal, of course, that won mm. the game in the first weekend of the season. Celtic, um, they look aside transformed from that early game under Ange Postecoglou. But the flip side of that is No McGregor, Rogic, Turnbull, Eriguchi, Kyogo, Maeda. Possibly a badder There's a lot of absentees mm-hmm. You know From midfield to front no. So it'll be interesting To see how they cope What does that midfield Look like Tomorrow then Ross Without Rogic Turnbull McGregor Idiguchi Who plays um, It's a hard one Because Ideally obviously You're watching the players In there But I think tomorrow I think you're probably Going to see the likes of Possibly McCarthy um, we, we might Throw Jota in uh, tomorrow night, um, but I, I think they're probably talking the likes of maybe McCarthy in there tomorrow. Um, and I would even like to see, um, I, I would even like to see um, some of some of the guys that maybe haven't had a chance. Maybe this is their chance to come mm. in tomorrow night and give them a shot to see if they can obviously offer more than what's been offered already. But I just think tomorrow night Celtic drop points tomorrow. It's it's a huge ask going into the next three games because if you're playing Dundee United on Saturday then Rangers next Wednesday, any points drop before the Rangers game makes it even harder come next Wednesday. Roger, a debut for Matt O'Reilly, maybe is is that a well, possibility? Yeah, it must be a possibility. I would fancy Hitati to go in from the start sure, after the impression he yep. made last week against Hibs. I would fancy Near Beaton probably mm-hmm. to start in there as well. Who probably considers himself slightly unlucky to be out the team mm-hmm. after the winter break because he was playing some decent football before the break. So Ross is right. It could be McCarthy. It could be O'Reilly. I think Jota will play. I think it might be Jota and Forrest either side of Giacomakis up top. But. Um, the resources what, are getting stretched what, again What, he, what he might do your three week Gordon? Well I think what he might do Is he might bring Ralston in it right back And put Juranovic on a bit Into that sort of a, a three yeah. Gordon um, I think Juranovic Front is a, three or midfield three? Midfield I think he's Ra- a, Rather than just I, I play think, Matt O'Reilly Or play near Beaton Or yeah, play James well, McCarthy Well I think it gives him the option I'm not saying he's definitely got a bit It gives him James the option. McCarthy's if James McCarthy or Near Beaton have to sit out for Juranovic to go into midfield, they're done then, aren't they? No, I think I think Beaton will play. I don't think McCarthy will play. I think um, I don't really. Uh, he doesn't look up to speed for me, McCarthy. I think that game has got to be played at a, a real frantic pace tomorrow night. Uh, Hearts will make that like a cup final. Um, so I think you need decent legs in there. People can get about the pitch, get on the ball. I think Near Beaton will play. Because uh, and you're looking at a very talented player as well, but it'll be interesting to see. But I, I keep going back to it. I just think that you know with Jota coming probably back in with the firepower they've got, a bit of pace and the width and the way Celtic uh, play. The one thing that they'll have to be tomorrow is they'll need to defend set plays. Hearts have got decent threats at set plays. If Celtic can do that, defend the set plays, I think they've got enough to win a tight game. And John Suter definitely plays. 
Don't want to be cup tied itis that kept John Souter out of Hearts game against Talking Lake Talbot, but that's is that a Hughism or is um, that potentially well, listen, accurate? Uh, listen, let's not disrespect Mr. Keevans because I don't think he's the only one who's offered that opinion in the last few days, and he's perfectly entitled to it. But if you go by what the Hearts manager said, John Souter will play tomorrow. If the team lines come in from Tynecastle tomorrow night and there is no John Souter. I think major questions will be asked and I think that'll be an indicator that John Souter will be a Rangers player by Monday. Yeah, I think he'll be in the building. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Arts play him tomorrow night. I would personally. I think uh, if you're going to try and close that gap, John Souter's one of your best players. We know that he's come in for a little bit of criticism from the Hearts fans, uh, understandable. But it's a massive game. There'll be a good crowd in there. And I think Hearts are a better team with John Souter in it. But I do think that after probably the weekend, I think John Souter will be at Ibrooks. Managers and fans, this is the, the one bit they'll never agree on, Roger. This one game at a time. It's, it's, it's not a thing. The managers can tell us that it is, <laughs> but it is not. And we are beyond that. Clearly, the game against... Rangers comes into the, the mind for the Celtic fans and, and vice versa yeah. now, There is another game at the weekend Which people would uh, sometimes overlook You know, Celtic at home to Dundee United Rangers making the trip to Ross County If you are looking at, at Jota to start against Rangers Is that why he, he needs to come in and, and start soon For no, Celtic or, or, or say Matt O'Reilly You know, if he has a chance of starting for against Rangers Is he going to come in before that and, and Get up to speed I think Celtic won Jota in the team Because you saw in the first half of the season How important Jota has been for Celtic And I don't think there's any point He's been wrapping him in cotton wool anymore He's come off the bench a couple of times He's been eased back in I would fancy the Hearts and the United games Ange Postacoglu I want to start Jota To get him a bit more match time in the legs So that he's closer to Peak fitness for the Rangers game Because he's going to be hugely important mm. With no Kyogo, with no Maeda There will be an expectation placed on Jota's shoulders Rightly or wrongly The Celtic fans have huge hopes for Matt O'Reilly Gordon, we had the MK Dons mm-hmm. Podcaster on last week Waxing lyrical, saying you know, very good player Ange Postacoglu clearly likes him So should we well, be ruling the, him out anytime soon? No, well, the Celtic manager's not frightened to throw them in very quickly. Uh, Hatati was the, the, the perfect example uh, against Hibs at Celtic Park, and look what happened there. He gets raving reviews of how good he was. So I wouldn't be surprised with it, Gordon. I just The manager will look at the boy and know if he's ready to get into that fixture. And if he does, then he'll probably have all the confidence in the world of putting him in. But I just still think he's got options as well. Uh, as much as he is missing very, very key players, I still think they've got a quality squad Celtic just now. I think they've got decent players in the wide areas with pace as well. Jota, I do agree with Roger. I think you've got to get him out there and get him playing, get him up to speed because no matter what you say, next Wednesday night is a very important night for Celtic and Rangers. It certainly is. Thank you to Ross 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB, Dan Doc. Has been in touch on Twitter He's got one of the answers That you're looking for In the teaser And our esteemed colleague Stephen Mill He's sent a few in uh, As well Not as daft as he looks Name the 11 players Maybe as well Who mm. have played in the top flight For Celtic or Rangers Since 2000 
That have Rob or Rab Anywhere in their names It is Burns night of course Gordon mm. DL's going home to have his haggis Were you, you doing the same? Is that a tradition in the Hannah household? We did it on Saturday night mm. okay. We did the Burns up on Saturday night I didn't think we'd have time tonight But the time the show was over Fair Back enough. home Very nice it was too mm. I think I had some Cut with to a see f- of my friend Colin winning Excellent chef I had some with a fry up on Sunday morning I don't know if that That counts that We'll count? give, you, we'll give you that I've got an absolute cracker For the teaser I don't think it's on the menu tonight I must say um, Right you've got Rab Douglas uh-huh. so far Robbie Keane Rob Kiernan Any more? I'm going to go for The ex-Manchester City winger Patrick Roberts That's the one that Dan Dock and Stephen Mill Have sent in Well done Patrick Ooh. Roberts What about Barry Robson? Yes well oh. done Okay we'll leave it there See how you get on A couple of crackers in here By the way well, We're not oh. getting them We're not getting them not, not to say you won't get them They're just Well there's one you won't get Okay um, but we'll see how we progress Let's bring in Andy Who's a Rangers fan Tomorrow Andy What are you thinking? How you doing guys? Okay Good thanks Good I uh, got to do about Hadji When yes, last night I was delighted The Rebo coming back Near yeah, Pence Hope he's not listening But uh, but I think tomorrow night He'll start with right Sakala and Roof You know what I mean? They two have got the pace And I'd like to see Roof Just kind of you know, Playing a number nine you No, know, Because he's like, obviously Going to miss up Fredo but uh, I, I know he's coming back to the injury roof, but I still think they two can be having the service that he needs. I like that uh, the emotions of the first part. First of all, you know he's delighted that Aribo's back and then brought back down to earth because Hadji's out. Can't remember a period like this, Roger, and obviously the the international call ups have played a huge role in it. Where building up to that game next week, the emotions of the fans are swinging from side to side yeah. because. And what is it On Sunday morning Or a Saturday morning Sorry Callum McGregor is available For Celtic And Joe Rebo is not available For Rangers Then that Flips on its head And then Yanis Hadji's injured And it just It's constantly yeah, Changing it, at the there, moment There were so many doubts Over Kyogo's availability He's not going to mm. be there Then suddenly Morelos is missing For yep. Rangers as well And you're right um, I At times when you try To have A sort of Synchronised Football calendar I can't really understand Why you know, the Asian and Oceanians and the, the CONCACAF and all, all of these confederations are having qualifying games, not just friendlies, Gordon, out with what is the accepted international calendar. And, and I've always said as well, you know, in the, in the past, if you're going to send players from Australia, don't be surprised if they go and play for Australia. Or if you're going to send players from Colombia, don't be surprised if they go and play for Colombia. But for me, the calendar should be put together where... You know the South Americans and the Asians and the Oceanians play at the same time as the European nations. So if Scotland are playing, then of course the Australians and the Colombians and the Japanese go away and play for their nations as well. I think this is a very unfortunate development, and I hope it's not one that's going to be repeated going forward. Well, it doesn't happen too often, does it? I'm thinking no, Tom no, Rogic, because yeah. Tom Rogic has been here a long time, and I don't remember him really no. missing any many Celtic games randomly throughout throughout the season. Um, what about Andy's point about tomorrow, Gordon? You think he went for Wright, Sakala, mm-hmm. and Roof as a, I th- I a think front Ru- three? Uh, yeah, I think Roof needs game time, Gordon. I think he, he obviously came off the bench the other night there. You've got Eaton who obviously got his goal uh, against Sterling, but he's still 
He's still a lot to prove for me I, I, You look at the quality that Roof's got If he can get him firing again If he can get him up to match fitness Then he's a real, real threat Sakala, I thought, just He's one of these players that I think the Rangers fans love watching him You know, he's very positive um, I know that it was Sterling Albion and, But I, I thought Sakala's second half was excellent He gives you that pace, gives you that energy And he can get you a goal Scott Wright's been a, a hit and a miss a little bit for me um, I wonder what he'll do uh, tomorrow night if he's got to play them but if you look at it it's a home game against Livingston really on paper they should have enough to go and win that The Livingston defensive performance at Celtic Park this season was quite something Roger it was spectacular I can't remember the stats but it was there were certainly suggestions it was one of the highest possession stats that, that we had seen, I think, the Celtic of 80-something percent of the ball. I'll go and look it up. Um, and Livy just defended unbelievably. Did they just go and try and replicate that well, Ibrox uh, tomorrow? Un- unbelievable is the right word, because one of the players got away with slapping Kyogo in the back of the head and get sent off and the goalkeeper saved the penalty. Mm. So it, it was quite an unbelievable finale to the game. They can do that. They're a decent side. I, that was at the Tony Macaroni with Alec Ray for the Super Scoreboard early in the season when, I think it was Giovanni Vibronka's first league game. Yes. As Rangers manager And Rangers won the game 3-1 That's touched early on in the show About Scott Arfield's goal Early in the game Rangers got a second goal Early in the game But Livy were never quite out of the game They scored just before half time They threatened either side of half time As the snowballs were coming down Gordon And it was only late on When Fashion Sakala came off the bench And scored with that header from the corner That Rangers really put them away And they're in a good run of form Livingston I think it's four wins from six Isn't it? Beat Ross County In the only all Premiership Cup tie At the weekend they have runs like this under David Martindale. They've done it regularly since David Martindale took charge. And when they're on a run like this, they're as awkward an opponent as you can get in the Premiership. Same question with the blue glasses on then as we did with the green a second or two ago. Forget this one game at a time nonsense. Morelos is away. If uh, Kamar Roof is going to lead the line against Celtic, does he need to start tomorrow? Oh, he need, he he think to he needs, yeah, he does, is right. He needs minutes in his legs. Mm. He needs to play. And I think Roof, Roof for me, is still a more proven performer than Sakala or Eten or anyone else if Morelos isn't there. So I think Giovanni Van Broncos will want to get Roof in the team for Livy. He'll want to get Roof in the team for Ross County. He'll want to get minutes in his legs before the game at Celtic Park. Last midweek, we saw a bit of a. A blow for you and your team Andy And obviously the the gap was cut A very different fixture Away to Aberdeen Compared to home against Livingston I wonder if tomorrow does hold any Nervousness Any fear for you Well I just I quite agree with the boys are saying About the scoring goals I mean Aberdeen game is Rangers But just weren't in that game at all I mean I was really disappointed Watching that game Uh, We didn't didn't get a second gear but the, the roof one, I know he's been injured, but I'm just hoping now that he's, the more time he gets now, the better he's going to get. I mean, I know that Levy will sit in, they'll sit deep, but it's going to be up to us to break them down. Uh, you know, that's where we're definitely going to miss a rebo, you know, somebody that can come to midfield and take, um, I, I know I'm saying about the, the wingers, but if they're sitting deep, something that doesn't help us. But uh, it's just going to be up to us now to get back into the the module, as you would say, as we were before the break. Absolutely. Well, it'll be an interesting game either way. Andy, thank you for taking the time this evening. Raymond Taylor has sneaked in on Twitter with another answer that you're looking for. Name the 11 players who've played in the top flight for Celtic or Rangers since 2000 who have Rob 
Or Rab Anywhere in their names Guys like Rab Douglas Robbie Keane Rob Kiernan Patrick Roberts And Barry Robson I think he was up against Celtic at the weekend What about Robert Malcolm? Robert Malcolm Yes oh, To give him his yeah. full name There must be a Robertson in there Somebody must be a Robertson The lad Scott Robertson at Celtic go. Scott Robertson He played in the first team? Mm, not according to this list Played a European game, didn't he? Ah. I'll double check that. Maybe you may be right. He's not on the list. I'll give you some more thinking time, unless you've got one more name for me. No, Gordon. I had Robertson, but that's just that, a, just that, any any Robertson. Any Robertson. Da, just does, fill does in the says blank. There's always a goalie. Yeah, but Lee Robinson. Yes, Bro, what a yeah, shout that is. Lee Robinson I didn't think you'd get that one One, two, three, four To get We'll get them next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard I am appalled At what's just taken place During the break With Roger Hanna And Gordon Diel Honestly He's had we're asking a question in the teaser Name 11 players who've played in the top flight For either Celtic or Rangers since 2000 That have Rob or Rab anywhere in their names It's obviously in tribute to Burns Night And be honest You, ju- you just forgot where you were didn't you You forgot that I was here You forgot you were listening That, yeah, that yeah. I was listening I was in. having a conversation that I He holds up his phone You don't need me to tell you which one He holds up his phone And he's reading it Peering at it Eyes peering at it And he goes How is it you say that How do you say his name again Rat. Ibrahim Rab Rab Ibrahim and it's who Roger Robbie Ibrahim Robbie Ibrahim midfielder but by but by doing that I can then see that somebody's obviously sent you you're reading it off your phone yeah you know who sent me I don't I, care I, who I'm, sent I'm, you I'm going to out him he's on the show with me on a Thursday night he's ridiculous he's cheating Gordon <laughs> I don't he's think it's cheating. him that's cheating yes he is I wouldn't have I did wouldn't have see, looked at that if he hadn't sent me did you see the moment little Roger oh, yes. where the penny dropped or the Oh no, I've gave I've given it away. <laughs> he had to flip open his wee phone cover and stare at it. Oh, and, and, and believe me, having known it for many years, you duck for cover when he opens up uh, phone cover. Uh, there was some from Portabella. Because you were never getting that. I was never getting that, no, but <gasps> Rob, Rob, Robbie Ibrahim was a great lad. We uh, in my other job at the Scottish Sun many years ago. I remember we, this, I know we, what's coming we, here. We, we, we thought it'd be a good idea to get Robbie dressed up as Robbie. So he dressed up Robbie Abraham George as Square. Robbie Burns in George Square And he played along with it terrifically well But you've never seen such a confused expression on a young man's face in your life So fair play to him, I hope you're keeping well Yes, Rabbi Ibrahim is on the list Which means you've got three to get We'll leave it there And if you want to submit a question And hear it mentioned like John Smith's tonight It's full time at Clyde1.com We are underway at the Smyzer Stadium in Paisley between St Mirren and Aberdeen Who are we fancying for that then? I don't know about that St Mirren penalty claim I, I thought that was a penalty when I, when I 45 seconds gone A ball in from the right hand like side David Bates again. has dived low to head it out St Mirren players claiming it's come off an arm As it's gone out The referee's given a corner kick Ball in from Greg Kelty it's, it's a hard angle to see But uh, he's obviously given the corner I think this will be a tight game tonight Gordon I think I'm going for a share of the points is that because refs just don't like to give penalties after 40 for, seconds? Well, if it's the right decision, give it. That's the way I look at it. But uh, his assistant referee must have had a good view of that. So he's given nothing. So um, not a lot of complaints from St. Man, you've got to mm, say. I'm not sure I agree with that. I think no? Jim Goodwin was making his feelings known on the touchline. Oh, do you know Jim? Jim just... 
You're just claims, about to say this Because you know he's not listening He claims for anything Jim He listens to the podcast also yeah. He's a good manager Jim I like me <laughs> Uh, let's. It seems appropriate. Let's finish with a, a Vim Janssen story, a Vim Janssen tribute uh, on the day that it was announced that he sadly passed away. Jimmy in East Kilbride has one for us. Jimmy. Good evening, Gordon. E- evening, panel. How's it going, First time. First time. Um, I've often often wanted to call you, but this is a much less contentious call. <laughs> yes. Go for it, Jimmy. <laughs> and I pity Hugh's not there. Uh, it's a much less contentious call. Prior to the League Cup final, 97-98, um, my two young sisters, um, Celtic fans, uh, they, dis- they discovered that uh, Celtic were staying in Cameron House prior to the League Cup final, and they were quite keen to go down. Uh, so we went down, had a meal, and I took the, my sisters around in the lounges, speaking to a couple of Celtic players. I finished up standing at the bar ordering coffees. I was conscious of somebody standing behind me, and it was Vim Janssen. So I said, good evening, Mr Janssen, how are you? Is everyone prepared for tomorrow? And he replied, a very gentle guy, very pleasant, very quiet spoken. Um, Yes, he and the backroom staff had done all they could do to prepare the players for tomorrow. And at the end of the day, it was down to the players. The players are on the park, and it's up to them to produce. Uh, and, of course, that's what happened. But the point of the story was, and unknown to him, unknown to him, it was the inspiration that he gave me for school assemblies the following week. So I was able to tell the kids the story and to tell them that the teachers, that their parents would be fully supportive of them in their work in school. But with regard to success and to their exam results, it was down to them. And so I told that story, and kids were interested, but one of my deputies behind me um, piped up, it's good to hear a, a, an interesting story, but it's better when there's a successful or a happy outcome, because obviously Celtic won 3 nothing. That's a great story, Jimmy, because I'll tell you what, you talk about the knock-on effect of, of meeting people that are important to you. You, obviously, uh, will never forget it. I like to think there's a pupil of Jimmy's out there listening who say, hold on a minute. I remember that school yeah, assembly I remember that. that story So there we go What yeah. you think is an innocuous meeting Over a, a cup of coffee at Cameron House Gives you a good story to tell years later on the radio Yeah and listen It's a sad day for football around the world Vim will be mourned from Japan to the United States From Holland to Celtic Park um, But there'll also be a lot of nice Memories today, you know, people will remember, as Jimmy says, you know, they'll remember the stories, they'll remember meeting Vim Jans and, you know, whether it was in a hotel or an airport, McDonald's, as one of the callers said earlier on. I should have he's, asked what he ordered that. <laughs> That's really annoyed me. Ever he's, since. Um, he's clearly a man who has touched people within football, mm. out with football, and I think the condolences of everyone at Super Scoreboard and everyone in Scottish football. We'll go to the friends and family of Vim Janssen tonight He'll always be remembered here What school was that Jimmy? I'm going to make it my mission to track down a pupil who remembers that assembly <laughs> Let me know <laughs> Right, And uh, can I finally say uh, good luck to Celtic um, uh, Fingers crossed And I've got to say that whatever else the, the trials and tribulations I'm extremely impressed by Ange I love the way he speaks I think a lot of Celtic fans do feel that way, Gordon. Oh, no. In fact, the, the mall almost. Um, it's it's been a a good relationship as far as they're concerned so far. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're going to turn within a week far from mm. it, but to sort of lead on to that, how important is the next week? Or just just more than that in terms of the the, the destination of the title. Massive. Uh, I think for both clubs, Gordon. Uh, you you know you look at. 
tomorrow night I I think everybody will fancy Rangers at home against Livingston and Livingston will make it very difficult for Rangers they're very well organised they know how to go to Ibrox and Celtic Park sit in and make it hard for teams of course they do Tyne Castle that place will be rocking that's a difficult place to go but I still think they'll have enough and I think looking at next Wednesday's game it is so important for both sides you know, Celtic have got to make sure that gap doesn't get any bigger. Rangers, they'll be trying to press home advantage with the gap, get it, you know, where it's maybe seven points or, or, or even more uh, before we pitch up. But I just think next week, it won't, it won't be a title decider, but I think it'll go a long, long way. Can it be a season-defining eight days, Roger? Um, listen, anything can happen in the next eight days I don't think it will be the season defining I think you'll get to After the split That said earlier on It will go to the wire I think it will certainly go Beyond the split And you have to remember You know, we're focusing Well, we're not focusing We're talking about midweek And then weekend A lot of focus is already mm-hmm. On the Old Firm game A week tomorrow night There are two more Old Firm games beyond that You tend to find, Gordon The destiny of the league championship In some shape or form Hangs in the Old Firm games I think the side that emerges from those old firm games with the majority of the points really is in the box seat to win the title. There we are, Jimmy. It was easy as that. Can we tempt you to call us back some other time? Well, indeed. When she was there. Good man. There. I'll <laughs> put it in the diary. That was Jimmy in East Kilbride. 01419511025. What else is happening uh, at... The Smyzer Stadium, St Mirren giving good, it a good goal good, early on. Good start to the game, yeah. St Mirren on the front foot um, had a few shots, and obviously that penalty claim, but obviously the referee didn't see that at all. But Aberdeen on the back foot just now. St Mirren really, as Roger says, in decent bit of form. I know it was uh, Air United in the Cup at the weekend. Still a difficult place to go, Somerset. They got a good result up at Tannadice as well. Um, so that's will be a hard game. As I said, I'm going for a, the share of the points tonight. Aberdeen not. Making things easy for themselves, Roger. I think the f- one of the first chances was a a terrible clearance from Dean Campbell. It almost ended up going backwards. Scott Brown made a bit of a mess of a clearance on that occasion. Uh, so St Mirren getting in faces and, and trying to force mistakes. Yeah, I think Aberdeen they're enjoying a little bit of possession. As I say, that line Hedges loses the ball, but they needed to get on the ball because St Mirren have dominated the possession, have dominated the territory so far. They're trying to push up here as Jamie McGrath on the ball. Decent challenge in there by Funzo Wojo But St Mirren have enjoyed the best of it so far And he was up against Calvin Ramsey Two yeah. players with a lot of transfer speculation during this window Yeah and it wouldn't be surprised yeah, and I know he's back in the team tonight McGrath Wouldn't surprise me if both players were away from their clubs by next Monday night We will find out Let's round off this teaser then John Smith sent it in for Burns Night Full time at Clyde1.com if you want to send a question in, can you name 11 players who've played in the top flight for Celtic or Rangers since 2000 that have Rob or Rab anywhere in their names? Rab Douglas, Rabu Ibrahim, Robbie Keane, Rob Kiernan, Bob Malcolm, Patrick Roberts, Lee Robinson, which is a brilliant shout, and Barry Robson, three to get. Well, I've, I've got to say, just to let you know, Wilson and I are both out. Okay. We've no, we've no we, more. Said, we said when we got Lee Robinson, we said there's always a yes. goalie. Robbie McCrory Robbie And, and McCrory. I only got it well Because done. I'm looking at his brother Over your shoulder Absolutely and Is he, he from Burns Territory or We were further yeah. down there From Daly yeah. Little village in Ayrshire Just yeah. along the road I'm originally from Girvan Daly just about five miles Along the road right, Two so. to get I'll be honest One I, I, I don't think We could ever what get a, it Genuinely what, but. what about Robbie Crawford Who played in the Rangers midfield Ali McCoy Was no. the manager No No good No No 
Now you said something to me earlier, Roger. I think it might have been during the break. You said there's bound to be one where the rob or the rab is, is in the middle, is sort of sneakily yeah. in the middle of the yeah. name. A foreign. You would be foreign correct. Mm-hmm. You've not got. Get, I'm going to get you a silencer <laughs> he, he, for that he, zip. He, he's at it again every week. Luckily, he was pulling it up. <laughs> uh, no, so no, Robbie Crawford. I'm disappointed, but I was holding that one back as well. Quick, no, Rab in the middle of the first name. Oh, oh sorry, the end of the first name. Rab, no, struggling. Where would you go in Edinburgh to see the animals? Zurab Kishinishvili. Zurab Kishinishvili. Oh. And the last one, I'll be honest. Rangers, two thousand and four to seven, had loan spells away. Bob Davidson Oh yeah I played up front I wouldn't have got that one I must admit I would not have got that one Zurab Kishnishvili We got there in the end Thank you Roger Thank you Gordon Thank you to you though For your calls For your company Your tweets We are back tomorrow On a huge night In the Scottish Premiership Five huge games We'll look back on St Mirren Aberdeen as well So in the meantime It's good night from us But we'll see you with Alex Ray And Simon Donnelly at six And Callum Gallagher is up next